Colin had a problem and a microphone to spare. Thomas took it up and so the podcast went to air. For weeks and months they trolled through every single DVD. They've unwrapped all the ones they can and now they're cellulose free. Now they're cellulose free. Hello dear listener and welcome to Cellulose Free. My name is Colin and with me as always is my fellow film watcher, compadre and son, Thomas. Hi, hello. What have you been up to? It's been a bit of a busy week. First of all, I have a confession to make. During last week's episode... I said that I wasn't sure when I was going to get the chance to see the latest James Bond movie, No Time to Die. The lie (laughs) is that I wasn't sure, uh, because I was secretly plotting and planning that whole time, and ended up going to see it uh, before the podcast had even gone out the next day. Yeah, here I was setting up to start editing Mm -hmm. the episode to slave over a hot laptop and there you are with your bag of goodies and off (laughs) heading out the door and where are you off to oh i'm off to watch james bond aren't i Mm. yeah well i i'd done the the episode artwork and so there wasn't anything for me to do for another few hours (laughs) (laughs) well 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 good for you Mm. yes and then I came back, did the video version for YouTube, did the copy edit pass on the show notes, and yeah. Huh. Dirty stop out. <laughs> um, and, and then the day after that was Friday. Actually, the day after that was... Yes, yes, we'll go, we'll go with Friday. Will we? Friday. <laughs> you don't know yeah. what day it is at the moment. Yes, You're living Friday. In- the day after that was Friday... Which was when the first proper season of Forza Horizon 5 started. So I spent that day scrambling to earn enough points on the festival playlist to unlock a DeLorean. And did you? I did. And the reason that I was scrambling was because I wouldn't have time to be playing Forza Horizon 5 for the next week. Because right now we are in the middle of Desert Bus for Hope. A charity marathon raising money for Child's Play, a charity that provides toys, books and games to children in hospitals and domestic violence shelters around the world, mm-hmm. uh, including the Royal Children's Hospital yes, I, in I, Melbourne. Yes, when I uh, added the link to the show notes, I uh, had a look and mm. looked to see whether it included the Royal Children's Hospital, and indeed it did. By playing the world's most boring video game, Desert Bus, a game in which you are on a straight road from Tucson, Arizona to Las Vegas, Nevada, in a bus that will take eight hours to make that distance. And you might be thinking, oh, that sounds easy, just hold down the accelerator. No, no, the bus lists gently to the right. And so you keep having to move it back into position. And of course, this being a failed, I should say, Sega CD game, because that console crashed and burned before it could come out. 
<laughs> this being it, it knew what was coming. <laughs> this being a Sega CD game, uh, you don't have an analog stick. You can't pick an angle and go with it. You you need to hit a D-pad to gently nudge it over to the left, or not so gently, as the case may be. To date, editions of Desert Bus for Hope have raised over 7.7 million US dollars. This year's edition has so far raised $590,122.68. At time of recording, this will be incorrect 24 hours from now when this podcast goes out. So can you tell us what it'll be 24 hours from now? It'll be more at, than that. at least 100000 more than that. Right. Um, and it'll keep going until the money stops being enough. Right now, I'm, I'm, I'm looking over at the stream. The first hour starts at $1. The next hour costs an additional $1.07, and then it continues multiplying by 1.07. The next hour, as I am looking at the stream right now, uh, will cost an additional $37,254. It stacks up. Go check it out yes. and, and donate if you so see fit. I don't know what giveaways are left in the, the prize mines, but there might be something. There might. The reason it's been occupying so much of my time is that normally right now would be when I'd be starting my shift for the Video Strike team, recording every event that happens in order to send it off to people who can edit those events into shorter videos. But I have today off. You got leave mm. to do something much more important. <laughs> I do have to apologise to Sokar, who is one of the organisers of the Video Strike team, because I had incorrectly filled out when I would be available. Because, funnily enough, Zeta, which is the shift that I usually do, starts at midnight, desert bus time, and so I had filled out uh, that I wouldn't be available on Tuesday, desert bus time, but by now it is in fact Wednesday. So, good news, got that sorted out, sorry again. What have you been up to? What have I been up to? I've been editing some photos and mm -hmm. mucking around with images. On Monday, went to see the new James Bond movie. What an interesting uh, turn of events that was. Um, yep. That sure was a Daniel Craig-era James Bond film. Yes, but actually getting there, it was... Uh, my normal procedure is because we belong to a roadside service that has various perks, I can get discount movie tickets from this establishment. But I went in there, as is my usual routine, to grab a ticket that... So so normally to go to the pictures uh, as an ad adult with no discounts whatsoever is about $20. Um, if, I, if you I remember... Went, I went with V Rewards and it cost $18 for me, I think. Did it? Yeah. Oh, I thought V Rewards was 15 Prices keep going up. You, you yeah. know, inflation? Yeah. That, that thing? Anyway... <laughs> Well, my understanding was with V Rewards, it was 15. Um, so that, that was my calculation as to whether it was actually worth grabbing a discounted ticket because the discounted ticket was $13.50. Oh, right. I said, yeah, okay then. So I went in there and uh, was told, no, we don't sell them over the counter anymore. You need to go on the website. And I thought, oh, I'm... <laughs> 
I went into, no, this isn't my routine mode, and it threw me completely. And I, I sat in a freezing cold bus mall with the snow falling around me. Well, it hadn't started at that stage, but... Uh, um, and went on the website, and it was very unclear where on the website, and the person at the counter didn't say where on the website to go. I found it and thought, right, I will get an e-ticket for $13.50. Booking fees? Yeah, there was a, well, yeah. well, there was a, a, a surcharge, uh-huh. so a $0.17 cent surcharge. So, okay. Okay, so it went to $13.67. Cents. Yeah, okay. I said, okay, this is, this is still cheaper. And time-wise, I'd been thrown, so I thought, oh, okay, maybe I'll just book my ticket online <laughs> using that e-ticket. Mm. And I had a look and quickly discovered, yeah, it's it's $15, but there's a $1.50 booking fee, mm-hmm. which puts me over <laughs> yeah. the normal price of a ticket going through all that rigmarole. So I thought, no, blow this, and got in line and bought my ticket over the counter and I was... They've just made it so difficult. You yes have a concession. I do, but the concessions were eighteen dollars. Right. So V Rewards is actually cheaper than a concession. Right. But there is no concession for a V Rewards. Right. Yeah, it's all very confusing. Mm. Anyway, so I went to see it, and yes, indeed, it was Daniel Craig, and I think he got a decent send off. But it was a bit of a mess of a film, I, I think. Yeah. I grew up in the era of Roger Moore, mm-hmm. uh, sort of the end of his era, the, the silly era, basically. Mm-hmm. I, I think when it initially started, it was quite serious, then got very, very silly. And then Daniel Craig was into grittiness mm-hmm. and fairly serious. And, and slightly less loose continuity. Yeah, but this final, yeah, this this final one was... It had glimmers of the old silly humour, some of the, <laughs> the bad pun lines. When, when you add Phoebe Bridges to your writing team, you get that. Yeah, but it just got lost in places. And so having grown up with the, the silliness and don't think too much <laughs> because you're just here for fun time, when you then get thrown, right, we're being serious now, type of mm-hmm. thing you don't know exactly how much you're meant to be expecting of this film yeah. and and so i was disappointed a bit with this last one there were segments of it that just felt like oh this is a quick rewrite of a rewrite and a, a reshoot and there, there were some really really good sections of it and then other bits that just felt flat and dead and rushed and incomplete and unnecessary and and maybe that is James Bond now. <laughs> I don't know. But anyway, so I went to see that. I was still, if, if you've been following the Daniel Craig, well done. Yeah. Uh, for actually keeping track of what is going on. Yeah. The other thing that really bugged me was the fact that it was almost as if at the end of the last film, things had been set up mm-hmm. and then handed over to the next set of writers to mm-hmm. conclude things. And it very much started with, right, we've got all this stuff. We don't want that bit. We don't want that bit. We don't want that bit. We'll get rid of that very quickly and we'll head in our own direction. I don't know whether you felt that or not. But no, no, not really. Yeah, well, I did. 
I had a good time with the film. Oh, yeah. Don't get me wrong. I would certainly watch it again a lot quicker than a whole swathe of the early days Bond films, which after a couple of watches, you think, no, I don't think I can watch that again. It's it's definitely better than the Casino Royale that's not an Eon production. That's right. Which is not a high bar to clear. No, it isn't. (laughs) It isn't. Speaking of high... Very high, very, Mm. very high bars to clear. Let's talk about the atmosphere. Let's go beyond the atmosphere. Mm. We have a film to watch. Yep. And it's not a James Bond film. It's not, no. However, it does take a lot of prompts from a James Bond film, Moonraker, um, (laughs) in that it has inexplicably a space shuttle in it. Years after the the shuttle had been uh, put into mothballs and stuck in museums and things like that my understanding is that this movie had been in production hell for a very long time during which time space shuttles were made not a thing Mm. but (laughs) but there's one in there anyway and that's good and then for a while we were just using not reusable space vehicles again and now it's all commercial it is keep up (laughs) keep up Uh, speaking of keeping up let's Mm. get on with this This has just gone on far too long. What are we watching? We are watching Gravity. Would you please read the plot synopsis? Dr. Ryan Stone is a brilliant engineer on her first shuttle mission with veteran astronaut Matt Kowalski. On a seemingly routine spacewalk, disaster strikes. The shuttle is destroyed, leaving Stone and Kowalski completely alone, tethered to nothing but each other, and spiralling out into the darkness. As fear turns to panic, every gulp of air eats away at what little oxygen is left. But the only way home may be to go farther out into the terrifying expanse of space. With nearly twice as many special features as the film. Yes, it's, it's quite a short film. It's only one hour and 30? 31. 31, yep. Quite topical, timing-wise. They did have an incident up in the International Space Station where all of the inhabitants rushed off to their various capsules and locked themselves into their capsules, ready for a hasty retreat whilst bits of space debris came frighteningly close and missed. So... <laughs> They then got back out of there. And also inexplicably Russia, unrelated but creating other problems along the same vein, uh, Russia inexplicably decided to send a missile up and blow up one of their own satellites that was dead just because they could. It was was quick and easy and we had the materials. And caused much consternation amongst the other space-faring nations. So, silly thing to do. Through that act, there are now, instead of one satellite, there are now 2,000 trackable objects. And that's the trackable ones. So, (laughs) uh, anything smaller than that is still moving at a rate that could wipe out the International Space Station, but they can't track it, so... It's crazy. Madness, I say. Madness. We're going to watch some madness. Yep. It's a roller coaster of a ride. Let's get that roller coaster started. Thomas is going to take the disc out of the disc case. He's going to choose the Blu-ray rather than the DVD version. DVD. No. And we're going to watch it and we'll catch you on the flip side. Turned side B. 
then to side A again, and repeat once every 90 minutes or so. No. Mongrel. So, what did you think? (laughs) No, no, no. scratch that. Um, I love it. I, I really do. I've watched this so many times, and it doesn't grow old, is my opinion. Yeah, yeah. I had a reasonable time. It's a solid film. I don't think it's brilliant. Right. I think it's good. I think and the that... pacing is brilliant. Mm-hmm. In that it... <laughs> you have the adrenaline rush and then the moment to breathe and then the adrenaline rush, the moment to breathe. <laughs> Even with those moments to breathe, there's never not anything happening. No. No, and those moments to breathe increase in intensity (laughs) as it progresses. You could pick the film apart as far as the incredulity of chance and and timings. and The the orbits are all wrong for this to actually work. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's a whole heap of things that would not have worked. Even if these things are orbiting at roughly an hour and a half, uh, they're not going to arrive at these places yep. every hour and a half. <laughs> no. But considering it's a film called Gravity, the suspension of disbelief mm. is really, really easy to settle into, I, I find. Mm. Uh, it, it is very much favourite of mine, just, just because once you switch off and relate to the characters, and, and interestingly, looking at... The long period of gestation for the, the production of the film and the number of names that went through and the, the number of people who potentially could have played the role that uh, Sandra Bullock played. She did just such a good job of that, I thought. Hmm. There were moments where she delivered lines that could have been really, really corny. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you still sort of felt that, but... She delivered them with so much honesty, and you fully accepted her in that role, I thought. I'm currently doing dribs and drabs of research over here. Because something came up in the credits, and I'm thinking about it. (laughs) It wasn't the dedication to his mum? No. Right. No. Um, Great director. He also directed my favourite, as far as directed-wise, Harry Potter film. He did that really well. The choreography of the camera movements, especially during that first half hour, where you just completely feel the absence of gravity. Yeah. (laughs) And the camera goes in places where it gets closer to Sandra Bullock's character so that you can see her behind her, her face mask. And then the camera goes through into her helmet... So that's her point of view. And then it comes back out, which doesn't make sense, but it works so fluidly that you just accept this as, oh, this is just wonderful. Well, again, I do. I I, I think I I gush more about this film than a lot of other people, including yourself. But uh, yeah, I I have a very, very soft spot for this. And I think a lot of that has to do with... I'm slotted right in that age group, I think, where the space shuttle was my space vehicle 
growing up, for better or worse. And I, I grew up progressively realising that this ain't no Apollo mission. It's basically a pickup truck. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Take stuff up to space, come back down. Take other stuff back up, come back down. Uh, not this grand sense of exploration that I think Apollo, which... I was sort of old enough but too young to really fully appreciate that as being... um, I appreciated the momentousness of it. And so as the shuttle program progressed, there was that great we're going back into space and then that downward sort of feeling of, yeah, but we're we're not really doing anything. (laughs) Which is wrong. The the number of discoveries and developments that the world has benefited from, from both the shuttle program and the International Space Station program is absolutely incredible. But there's still not that sense of getting out there, (laughs) you know, to boldly go. Mm. So. Yes. A thing caught my eye as the credits were scrolling through, Mm -hmm. and that was the company Bot and Dolly. Right who were responsible for some of the robotic control systems that were used for a lot. A lot. <laughs> yes. You've got to uh, simulate someone floating around in space mm. somehow. And What I uh, recognised the name from was a video that came out just a little before this film did uh, called Box which involves two or three robotic arms with just a solid rectangular plate Mm -hmm. attached to them, uh, moving about with projection mapping on them. This is sounding familiar. Mm. I'll send the link to you, and we can put it in the show notes because we're talking about it. We can. Unfortunately, it doesn't seem like they did much after this. Oh, okay. Um, It seems like they've just sort of dropped off the map. Their their website isn't. Um, oh. And their Facebook page has not been updated since 2014. So... Maybe they, maybe they got absorbed by yeah. someone. There's no Wikipedia entry. No, for, they didn't do enough. That's sad. Or, or it could be really exciting. Maybe they went on to bigger and better things and... They, they certainly got a lot of media coverage over the the box video. Yep. But it doesn't matter how much media coverage you get if nobody makes the article <laughs> around it. No. Uh, which is a shame, because both this film and that short film are good work. Yep. And what was the other note that I made, or did I mention what that was? You should oh. look at the other no, note. No, 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 the other note was just, I hate space. Yeah, no, I'd, I'd hate space too if, uh, if that was... It thrills me and absolutely terrifies me. Mm. Just the very idea that if you rip your suit, you're dead. If you rip your spaceship, you're dead. You're just, just a little hole, you're dead. So, yeah. yeah. Or in the case of, of one of the poor characters in this, Ooh. yes. Yeah, that, that, that's quite a hole. That's quite a hole, yes. Yeah. The editing and the, the putting together of this that, that has that sudden escalation right at the beginning is just, wow. Yeah. Uh, breathtaking. 
And there were sections of watching it this time around that reminded me of why I decided to take the plunge and go and see it in 3D. A solid 3D film. Mm. Do you have anything else you wish to... There's barely any foley in this film. There's some, and I'm probably not giving the foley enough credit... Because no, because the, the truth is, all of it would have been... It's, it's it, it, incredible it, it, folly for what it is. <laughs> but the the rest of, of the soundtrack is taken up by music. Yeah. Oppressive, yeah. blaring, very intensifying music. <laughs> it, is. The, it is quite intense. But I think you're uh, underselling how much audio, other than soundtrack and vocals, there were... There was lots of plunks and crashes and rattles and things like that that would have kept Foley quite busy. So I, I beg to differ. Well, okay then. <laughs> and on that note, shall we move on? Yes. Okay. Yes. The following segment needs a little more time in the oven. It's done now. A little bit of chatter this week. Didn't, didn't get much in the way of, of actionable chatter from Facebook. No, um, dear listener Helen did mention that she has uh, recollections of seeing Journey of the Far Side of the Sun, and that's good. And you, then we... I, I, can, I can offer you the opportunity to watch it again. Mm. <laughs> and then we never heard back if she ended up listening to the episode. No, we have no idea. None. Just left us hanging. Mm. We'd go back and do a refresh and uh, nothing. Over on Discord. Yes, the uh, secret Discord that I'm not <laughs> privy to, but, but get occasional screen dumps from... Mm. Uh, Dear listener, Entuos Feratu. Hi, Entuos Feratu. Uh, notes that uh, the only Super Marionation related movie he's seen is Team America World Police. <laughs> that that one <laughs> I have not seen it However no. I have seen the same team That did that uh, Went on to do a wonderful section Of the 200th episode Called 200 Of <laughs> Stargate SG-1 It has quite a punchline Yes That episode is just a classic And the marionette segment just makes it. It really does. Now, what I didn't end up relaying to you oh. after I sent that link back yeah. was that Entwas Ferratu replied, well, that was terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> Entwas Ferratu also notes, A Bad Time in Space is the coming sequel to Once Upon a Time in Mexico. <laughs> An El Mariachi movie. (laughs) Right. Rodriguez, right? Yes. Uh, Inspired by the Fast and Furious movies, which have apparently gone to space now. Apparently so. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Do do we need to do a Fast and Furious uh, marathon? (laughs) There are nine of those movies. If you don't include the spin-off, there are nine (laughs) of those movies. Uh, But that was it. That was it. Thanks, everyone, for your input and uh, listenership. If you do want to make a comment of how much Foley was actually uh, uh, used in the making of Gravity, please, please get on the blower. 
My point on the Facebook. My point is on the Discord. My point is <laughs> the YouTube's that, that a lot of this film takes place in space where there's not a lot of opportunity for banging and clattering noises to happen. No, no. Um but still, all of no, the muffled noises still would have... Well, what I will say... <laughs> I'm going to die that, on this that, space station. Yeah. <laughs> that electric wrench thing mm. just vibrating through the suit. Through the suit. Softly. Yep. yep. That was good. Yeah. So if you, you want to make comments other than, than that as well, you, you certainly can. The links are in the show notes uh, to our Facebook page. You will have to join the group. Mm-hmm to do so please provide answers to the questions or we will not let you in yes we won't (laughs) there are two poor souls who i suspect are spammers scammers and (laughs) i could be wrong but they're left in limbo haven't looked that deeply into them (laughs) all i know is they didn't answer the questions they didn't answer the questions um so answer the questions and ask us questions and give us your input and we'll move on. Pick a film for next week. So we can go to bed. It's your turn. It is my turn. And I had a thought. Uh-huh. Was it a useful thought? Well, I don't know, because it's actually not on our list. So I'm right. going to skip it. <laughs> the end. That's, the end. that's it. That's <laughs> yeah. the episode. Good yeah. Night. So next week, we <laughs> we won't be watching anything. We'll just be talking. We'll we'll have a debrief of the crazy mad dash across a couple of deserts in a bus. Yeah. No. Okay. So I am going to do the shake of the phone using the My Movies database app. And, huh, okay. That's an interesting response. Well, it's interesting because we remain in space. We remain in space, We do, do we? remain in space. It is a film that I want to revisit. And it's also one that you've marked as interested. Okay. But my memory, such as it is, is telling me, have we already done this one? But I don't don't think we have. Okay. Okay. So I'm going to read you the plot synopsis. Uh Uh-huh. And buzz in as soon as you've guessed what it is. Okay. As this science fiction classic opens, botanist... Freeman Lowell has spent three years aboard the space freighter Valley Forge, preserving the only botanical specimens left on Earth under huge geodesic domes. Buzz, is this silent running? It is silent running. We have not done this before. No. When he receives orders to destroy the project and return home, Lowell... Is it Lowell or Lowell or Lowell? We'll find (laughs) out next week. (laughs) Lol, (laughs) rebels and hijacks the freighter, killing his fellow crewmen, injuring himself and plunging the craft into the gaseous rings. The gaseous rings? The gaseous rings of Saturn? That's what it says. It does? Mm Mm-hmm. What rot is that? Uh, That is 1972 rot. Um, hmm. Mind you, it could be frozen gas. Yeah. Maybe, maybe the ice rings are frozen gas. But, but that's not gas at that point. That's that's solid. It, it is. That's right. So, <laughs> get, yeah, okay. <laughs> From that moment on, he has only the trees, the gardens, and two drone robots, Huey and Dewey, to keep him company on the loneliest adventure 
of then all. That's what it I says. I feel like that's not correctly transcribed. Um, or the loneliest adventure of them all. Mm. Mm. Two drone robots. No, the the loneliest adventure of all. Oh, okay. Hold on. You read the back of the... Yeah. No, there's no den in there at all. Fair enough. Uh, yes, Silent mm. Running. A film you have repeatedly tried to convince me that I have watched before and that I do not remember in the slightest. <laughs> oh, well, this will be interesting to, to watch. Hmm. Okay. So next week we're watching the 1972 Silent Running, directed by Douglas Trumbull, who was involved quite heavily in the special effects creation for 2001 A Space Odyssey. A, a film, a film we didn't like. Just to be clear, a, a film we didn't like. See, here's my memory again. <laughs> my default memory is to go back to my first feelings of as, watching the film. As I recall, mm. you nodded off several times during the, the artsy space piece. <laughs> That's right. Yes, it was... Uh, see, the special effects are good, and Douglas Trumbull had a lot to do with that, from my recollection. And he gets to do Saturn, which is what was originally planned for 2001 A Space Odyssey. It wasn't going to be Jupiter, it was going to be Saturn, but they couldn't do it. So Douglas Trumbull had five more years to work it out. Mm. So, Silent Running, next week. We hope that you can join us. Mm. Uh, you know where to find us? Yeah, the internet. Here? <laughs> yeah. Here. You can yeah. find us right here. Yeah, next week. But until then, we'll catch you next time. Bye. You have been listening to Cellulose Free. Your hosts were Colin, who produces and edits the show, and Thomas, who makes the artwork and music. Cellulose Free is recorded in the Deranged Cat Studios in scenic Tasmania, Australia. We keep track of our extensive physical media collection through My Movies, which we highly recommend. You can find links to that, as well as other places you can find us in the show notes. Cellulose Free is a High Hello production. What are we watching? We are watching a film whose disc case is all the way over there. All the way over yeah, there. Yeah, it's all the way over there. So Thomas is going to get up. Mm. Ding, 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 ding. He's a mighty fine Foley artist. Yeah. <laughs> what are we watching? We are watching Gravity. We are. Good. There's some, there's some gravity there. There is. And over there? Yes. It's uh, always happening all the time. It is. <laughs> um, would you please read the plot synopsis? Yes. Good. <laughs> Do we don't, need to start this episode again? No. No. <laughs> I, I don't think we've actually waffled. We... <laughs> It's gone long, but we haven't waffled our way to that length. <laughs> now we're waffling. <clears throat> the the centre of this disc case is 
not not well attached. <laughs> a bit like me, a bit unhinged. Mm. There we go. 